do, boss. I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I've laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on alls and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. That would catch me now. I love my work and I want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. <laughs> The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ear off and send it to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? They say I'm a doctor now. <laughs> Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Martin Jacob to America is presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's real. 290 a study on why it's called Democide. Google it, folks. Democide. Google it, folks. I'm not a retarded. The world is coming to an end. Everybody wanted everybody. All the details of the line. everybody welcome to episode 255 of the art and jacob blue america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr artro art say hello to the millions and millions what is going on america i hope you guys are doing well hope you guys are fucking eating your vegetables or whatever uh, guys uh, go to kmancoffee.com make sure you have your morning coffee I know Jesus has his morning coffee every day he does not forget to post it every single day three gorillas coffee mug sucre apparel he does it every day but he, I'm sure he does caveman coffee every day as well so go to kmancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans they got the hibiscus tea they got the cacao butter they got coffee mugs, they got hats, they got sweatpants, they got it all. Take a picture of yourself drinking the coffee, 
drinking the hibiscus tea, even if you're not drinking caveman coffee and you're just drinking whatever coffee, but it's in a <laughs> coffee mug, tag caveman coffee in there, tag us. We appreciate it. They won't know you're lying. It's fine. Yeah. But when you go to cavemancoffee.com, definitely use promo code America to receive 15% off. Uh, it, it, it goes a long way, not just because uh, it, we get money. We get about, uh, I think it's a total of like 14 cents. Um, but uh, but it uh, just just shows that you care. It just It's more promotion than anything else, guys. So. Correct. Uh, or you know what you know what we don't really talk about this if you could just like share our the things that Jacob shares on Instagram that also helps so Hell yeah do that we gotta promote that more often but also caveman coffee guys go to cavemancoffee.com also just fucking share the things that Jacob shares on Instagram share like subscribe do all the things baby. yeah share it all get engaged what what do you guys want to do to get I always want the Facebook to be more engaged the Facebook is very like it's always like, here comes Jesus. He posted something about how <laughs> the WWE is rigged and Trump is still the, the WWE champion. <laughs> Isn't he? Is he still a reigning champion? He won something, didn't he? he he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, though. He is. Yes, like he won the the Battle of the Billionaires, where oh, the wow. bet was uh, either him or Vince McMahon. They had to choose their champion. Uh, it was between Bobby Lashley, who was the who's Trump's champion, basically. It was, it was like when I think about it, it was very racist because it was like Mandingo fighting. And then Vince McMahon got this savage name, um, Umaga, who's like this like um, yeah, very stereotypical like savage fucking Islander guy. And uh, they were gonna you know fight at WrestleMania like 22 or whatever. And uh, whoever's uh, Mandingo. Uh, lost that ben- that billionaire had to shave their head and so uh, obviously everybody was rooting for Trump to lose just because like you know the rumor is yeah. Trump has you know the fake hair and um, obviously you know because Trump never shaved his head Vince McMahon lost and so Vince McMahon had to shave his hair and it was it's, I guess earned fucking Trump a, a spot in the wing of the celebrity, yeah. celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame so Shout out out to Bobby Lashley for making the wishes and dreams of every future Republican. The original Trump supporter. Correct. The the original Larry Elder, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) He should have picked Larry Elder as this is my champion, Larry Elder. (laughs) Who's the, uh, and then the, uh, what's that, uh, the guy that he had, Ben Carson? He's like, here comes Ben Carson. (laughs) That is like the most, like, I'm not racist, I have black friends type of thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, dude. It just reminds me of a, that scene out of Django, like where like you know all the rich white dudes were like in the like upstairs of like this hidden club or whatever, watching like you know two bandingos just like slug it out over yeah you know the the pleasure of the white man. But anyway, speaking of the pleasure of the white man, uh, make sure you guys head on over to sucreapparel.com. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> or the great and powerful <laughs> Nicole Smith-Bosch, straight out of South Africa, straight out of the motherland, has put together a lovely line of merchandise. It's wintertime over there, I think. Yeah, it is. It's nice and cozy over there, which I envy her greatly because it's starting to be like 90 degrees over here. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to be thunderstorms over here tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Bombs over Don't wash day. your car. I was going to wash my car today until I saw that it's going to be like raining all day tomorrow. Yeah, don't do that. So, um, But what you need to do, though, is head on over to SucreApparel.com. Buy all the merchandise that Nicole Smith-Bosch has designed with her own two blood diamond digging hands. Buy all the stuff, just like our boy Jesus <laughs> Fuentes, you know, after he drinks his coffee, puts the hashtag three Grillo emojis. Uh, enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off 
your entire purchase. So going over there shows you care about not only us, but her and her very artistic hand. So going over there, do all the things. Praise Jesus. Praise Allah. But Art, we're not here to do all that. Art, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here to talk about three gorilla emojis. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with three gorilla emojis? No, what should be sufficient, right? Why, why three? That's my question. The magic number. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What does the, the gorilla mean? He's a beast. It's like, oh, it's a beast. Like, and then it's like you had, a, you had three, you had two more. He's a super beast. It's a gangbang. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so no, we're here to talk about Jack the Ripper, uh, a a subject that has long overdue. I'm not sure why we haven't covered it. This it's been forever in the making, I suppose. Uh, it's a big one. This one is, you know, it's up there with with the big guys. We covered Zodiac. Mm-hmm. We covered. Uh, the Richard Night Stalker, Ramirez. yeah, Richard Ramirez. Um, we got a lot of serial killers. We still got to cover. We still got BT, BTK. BTK, dude. BTK has to be next, but um, yeah, BTK has not been covered. Ted Bundy, not really. Ted Bundy, not really, has been covered. Um, Dahmer, we haven't really done a proper Dahmer episode. Jeffrey Dahmer hasn't been covered. Um, Damn, we got a lot. Who's to the look dude that dressed to? up like the clown? Uh, uh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy hasn't been covered. Um. I like to cover the Green River Killer. That'd be a cool one to cover. Hillside Strangler, House Hillside Stranglers, Strangler. the Boston Stranglers. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of serial killers, but sounds like you guys need the, to stay tuned. The problem with serial killers is that a lot of times it's like they were abused as a child, yeah, and then their dad touched them, and then <laughs> their uncle introduced them to pornography. And, like, isn't that like ninety percent of serial killers? It's yeah, like, so like now six. They s- then they killed a bunny, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they posted three gorilla emojis. And then, <laughs> it's like what? It's the same thing, copy and paste over and over. Yeah, just listen to a Rob Zombie album; you'll get yeah. the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, guys, we're gonna be talking about Jack the Ripper, probably the first famous serial killer. Um, and I just want to say this on the on, like the, the beginning of this episode. We probably won't be able to cover everything that there is out there because there is a fuck ton out there about Jack the Ripper. I almost texted Art on Monday uh, before recording, like, hey, do you want to split this up into you know a few episodes, kind of like we did with Zodiac? And then I was thinking, I was just like, no, because then we still aren't going to do it justice because I believe last podcast on the left, they did five episodes on this topic. Wow. And they still didn't cover everything out there. I mean, there was literally like droves and armies of fucking internet sleuths that call themselves ripperologists who spend their entire lives uh, dedicating themselves to trying to figure out, you know, who Jack the Ripper was. Spoiler alert, we don't know who he was, but you talk to six different authors, they all have their own idea who the actual Jack the Ripper was. You know, they do a very articulate and great job of selling you on each one of those individuals. And if you look at the Wikipedia for, you know, Jack the Ripper suspects, you literally will go cross-eyed, you know, looking at how many there are. Like, literally, you can dedicate a whole podcast, and each episode can be a different fucking suspect. And that podcast would span, like, 666 fucking episodes just because there's, like, so many people out there. Basically, if you were alive in 1888 and were around East London during this time period— you were a fucking suspect to be Jack the Ripper. You know, one of the things that I've always liked doing anytime I'm in a foreign city, 
um, is like if you do like uh, ghost tours or like crime tours, like those are always really cool. Um, but there's a there's a tour for 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 this one. Um, oh, if, yeah, you to, if you go to like jacktheripper.com, jacktheripper.tour.com, they have a, a tour there, and I'm like, dude, that's so fucking sick. Like mm-hmm. that is the fact that his murders were like basically like all like a block apart. Correct. Yeah, like 15 minutes within each other, walking distance. Yeah. Too. I man. That's so cool. That is definitely one of the tours that I would want to do. And then you can eat fish and chips with Lee Lenton. Yeah. Who's that? One of our <laughs> patrons. Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> the guy that sent us cookies. Oh yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Dude. Hey, those British. He's British, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Dude, the British are pretty healthy people, dude. This, that, the, the, the ingredients are all like fucking fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> These cookies are literally made out of fish and chips, dude. Vinegar. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Pretty wild stuff. Before we get started, how much did you know or about the Jack the Ripper before we we uh, we get too far into it? Um, I assumed that he had mutton chops, and I knew he killed prostitutes and wore some kind of like weird cape, like not even like a cape like Superman or Batman. It was like one of those capes that like just went like halfway down his lats kind of thing. Like yeah, probably like the most useless cape of all time kind it's of a thing. Gentleman's cape, yeah. A gentleman's well, cape. I mean, I ties are useless, but people still wear them. They cover your buttons. Yeah, it's pretty useless though. We know we know what's <laughs> underneath there. But what what is a cape covering? Like you have back fat you're trying uh, to fucking cover. It's supposed to make you look badass, dude. Okay. It makes you more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> like Kenny Powers when he's fighting and shit. Yeah, it's pretty legit, dude. Okay. Sold me on it. I'm gonna buy me a fucking Jack the Ripper fucking yeah. cape or whatever. But yeah, literally that's all I knew about it. I knew his name was out there. You hear it from the time you're born till, you know, whenever you pass away. Like, his name is in the lexicon of popular culture, but as far as, like, the murders, murders go, I was like, holy shit, I had no idea about this. Um, what about you? I, I, like, I was telling Jacob, I have, I, in the past, I saw the movie um, From Hell, and then I recently watched it again about a month ago. Where Johnny Depp is looking fucking delicious as shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looks really good sure. in that movie. Sure. It um, rivals Brad Pitt in Interview with a Vampire. Okay. That's interesting, <laughs> but um, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, one of that I knew about that story. I uh, I knew he hadn't been caught. I knew about the connections to him and um, and H H Holmes. Mm. So I I knew I knew some things about him, um, but I didn't know the names <laughs> of the suspects. I didn't know the names of the victims. Um, for some reason, I thought the crimes were more spread out, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize they were pretty much a couple of months. Correct. Uh, only a couple of months apart, and then it ends. Yeah. Well, at least the canonical five ends. But that's pretty much how I didn't notice that. I didn't know that about that. That it was like just like one crazy year. Yeah. Like one crazy summer. Yeah. The summer of some summer of Sam style, right? Summer of Samson. Yeah. And that's another thing too. Like, and I think we kind of said it maybe before we start recording is that it seems like Jack the Ripper, like he influenced a lot of like popular serial killers that were to come. We're talking about Zodiac. Uh, we're talking about fucking Richard Ramirez. Uh, a lot of these guys, like, like there's like, it feels like I know when we covered Richard Ramirez, like yeah. he very much studied like all the big name serial killers and whatnot. Yeah. Like he wanted to like outdo all of them. And I, I do remember seeing that name like Jack the Ripper and then once you get into the research of like everything that he did, like never mind like the suspects or whatever, but the actual facts of like 
who he killed and how he killed him or whatever, you're like, holy shit. He went on to inspire fucking big names like a Richard Ramirez. Well, like, okay, so I know we've both recently seen the the new Batman movie. Yeah. And the the thing that makes that Riddler one is that he just basically is like a modern day serial killer. Mm-hmm. And um, there there is a cool element. Like, I hate to say that about serial killers, like people that have taken other people's lives and these very sadistic actions and like totally like absurd things. But there is a cool element to the this person that's like escaping the police and toying with the police and a lot of times mm-hmm. serial killers leave like trinkets or their calling card or whatever like these are their like uh, there is kind of this like cool cheering for the villain type of like element at least to me like that that has has always like I have found interesting in serial killers that's uh you know totally separating from real life like I would not never wish that upon people that Yeah, if it was like one of member. your sisters or something yeah. like that, yeah. But in like a fictional world or whatever, like where it's like, okay, well like it would happen has happened, but there is like that element of it. That's like saying like, this is like crazy. Like this person is clearly the bad guy. And like, you know, to me, that's what makes a movie like signs of the lambs or seven or any one of those like serial killer movies. So interesting that it's like, you're clearly playing this cat and mouse game with, with this person that's willing to go toe to toe with the police. And like, not necessarily, not not everyone's the fucking Riddler, not everyone's Zodiac, not everyone is to this level where they're, like, in your face about it. But even, like, BTK, like, BTK is one of those dudes that, like, he picked his name. Like, he picked, you know, bind, torture, kill as his, as his calling card. Like, that was not given by the press. That was, he wanted that. He wanted to be that person. And, and you know, Ted Bundy being as, like, the escape artist that he is escaping from prison, picking like losing a bunch of weight on purpose and like escaping on Christmas Eve. Like there was, there were those elements of like serial killers that are tend to be like these super intellectual people that are, that are willing to go toe to toe with the police. It's, it's, I don't want to say fun, but kind of fun, like in a in a weird psychotic way. I get it because it's like we can't even get on our cell phone while we're at a fucking stoplight without getting fucking pulled over. Oh, and absolutely, shit. dude. Like here's some people who can do the most heinous things known to man. Yeah. And like Jack the Ripper, get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I think it is only proper uh, that we set the theme of what where London was at this time. We're talking about, like Art said, this all kind of happened in a short period of time in 1888. So about 130 some odd years ago that this happened. Uh, But London during this time um, in 1888 was experiencing a large influx of Irish immigrants uh, due to the potato, the potato famine, you know, their foods were, it was going rotten and so was the potatoes, Uh uh, which was the only crops that they could eat at that time because they, you know, that's the only thing they can grow up there. Gotcha. And so uh, they were experiencing a lot of immigrants from Ireland and as well as a large influx of Jewish refugee, refugees from Tsarist Russia. Uh, this thing, I, ne- I didn't even know this as well. I guess there was, you know, we, you know, the Nazis made, you know, killing Jews popular. Uh, but before the Nazis, I guess the Russians were doing this as well. I guess there was having riots called pogroms, uh, where basically they would just go around, you know, rioting, uh, like the Tulsa race riots that we covered. Uh, basically just like bashing Jews and killing them and stuff. So you had a large influx of these two immigrants uh, that were very hated, you know, during this time frame. Uh, back in London at this time frame as well, you had two different sides of town. You had the West End, 
which is kind of like when you think of the stereotypical like Britain, like very proper, very, I guess you could say rich, just like, just like, you know, gentlemen wear top hats and fucking, you know, you know, women wear these elaborate hats and shit or whatever. And you had the East End, which was very like, you know, dirty and grimy. Um, one podcast that I was listening to, like spent like almost an hour, you know, describing like, Hey, it wouldn't be unusual to see people just like shitting, like on the side of the streets. Um, there's a, a Batman comic called, you know, Gotham by Gaslight, where Batman basically is investigating Jack the Ripper. And um, that podcast, too, was talking about that. And they said, like, you know what? Like, that's that's a cool idea to see, like, you know, Jack the Ripper with his mutton chops and his little half cape or whatever, you know, sneaking around Gaslights. But the East End was so shitty that it didn't even have any Gaslights. It barely had any lights at all. So once, you know, the sunset. It was a very dark, gloomy place and an already dark and gloomy place like London at this time. So um, also at this time uh, in the East End, you had this borough called Whitechapel. Not only was it a very mediocre fucking metal band, but um, it was a very wild neighborhood, very comparable to like, you know, Compton or Detroit or whatnot or Southside Chicago. So it's like kind of like the worst of the worst. Uh, And it was experiencing all this overcrowding, uh, a lot of economic struggle as it was very hard at this time to find all the all sorts of jobs for all sorts of these people um and this this is just the men never mind the women who you know at this time you know if you weren't married you were seen as kind of scum uh and so what they the women had to do is they had to resort to prostitution uh just to find a place to sleep um and when you talk about the living situations you're not talking about like you know a comfortable apartment or uh, you know airbnb being like a nice house or whatever we're talking about like they would have like ropes that people would you know put their aprons over and they would sleep on these ropes kind of like a half-assed uh fucking hammock that you would use to sleep on or whatever so it's like almost worse than being homeless kind of thing but you know people would spend basically all of their earnings just to fucking have a, a rope to sleep on. And I was like, holy shit. So just to put you in that mind frame, mm-hmm. you're having to resort to prostitution just to fucking have somewhere to lay your head at night. True. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's just the way that uh, the Whitechapel District was set up. I mean, it was it was... It was bad. It was a lot of, like, gambling and, and drinking. And, Correct. like... Um, prostitution wasn't necessarily legal then. No. Uh, and, um, um, I don't think it was legal, but it just wasn't illegal. Um, I think they, there was one show that I was listening to. They said that the, the only way to get caught for prostitution is if you were caught in the act, you could, you could be followed by a police officer. Um, but unless they saw you like actually like, sticking it in the hole or whatever, mm-hmm. like they couldn't do anything about it. So it was pretty rampant. I think they said that at that time there was like 878 brothels. Yeah. And those were just like the brothels where like you had like the high end prostitutes. Never mind like the girl like on the corner who at this time, like I said, Whitechapel was very dark. There was no gas lights or any lights at all. They would just take you around the corner and give you a blowjob or fucking fuck you, you know, under a stairwell or whatnot. The usual stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't even have like yeah. a ho- like a, a shady hotel room like on Union Avenue. But again, uh, a lot of fucking social tensions uh, where you had events called Bloody Sunday where, you know, the poor were revolting. 
you know, against, you know, the powers that be, you know, because of shitty living conditions like this. There was a lot of rampant anti-Semitism, a lot of nativism, a lot of racism. And one thing that I saw that was like kind of disturbing is like 55% of uh, babies born didn't make it to their fifth birthday. So it was a very rough atmosphere to begin with already in 1888. I'm trying to think of a TV show that kind of takes place in this time period where it's also about catching a serial killer. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure I'll remember it. But anyways, that's what I imagine. I think they do a really good job capturing this, this whole time period because everyone is super racist. Everyone identifies as, as their race. Like I think the police, the police chief, like would only hire like, like, like British Irish or whatever. Like they were like redheaded Irish people or something like that. It was like a really weird thing where like, like the police, like everyone in the police department had to be like the same race or something weird mm-hmm. like that. I probably only say that because like every British person that was in the police had like a tinge of like orange hair. <laughs> so like I always like that's weird. But like, um, but apparently that was like a thing where like. Yeah. Like, you know, all the barbers were had to be like, oh, this is like Polish barber zone or whatever. Like, you yeah. all had to be like, you know, but it couldn't be Jewish. Like, Jewish people were like frowned upon. Yeah, it was it was super super weird show. I got to find out. It's a good show, but I can't remember what it was Delton called. Delton Abbey or what? No, it's not Delton <laughs> Abbey. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but um, damn it, it, it would. You should watch it. Like, it's a good show, but I, I just. I can't remember what the fucking show is called. Well, if you can remember that name, I'll check it out, as well as the millions of listeners. I'll try to remember. It's the dude that plays... Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Okay. So uh, in in about 1888, uh, there was something called the Whitechapel Murders, where 11 murders occurred. And now this has to be said. During this time frame, yeah, living conditions were shitty, you know... um, you know, people were starving, people were, you know, alcoholics or whatever. But to have 11 murders in the Whitechapel district in the East End of London was very alarming, especially considering, like, how these people were being found. Uh, but basically, this takes place between April 3rd of 1888 and February 13th of 1889. So 11 murders. Uh, in the middle of those murders, though, you have the Jack the Ripper murders. So there's something called the Canonical uh, Five which is basically just canon for these are the five murders that definitely can be attributed to Jack the Ripper. Now, some authors and some fucking internet sleuths and ripperologists, they will say they're like, oh, Jack the Ripper did all of these murders. Some people will be like, nope, he only did one of these murders. And some people will say he did seven of these murders. So, but most people can, you know, if you're doing like a Venn diagram or whatever, they'll say they're like, definitely the five that we're going to be talking about today were committed by Jack the Ripper. But two of them that I kind of wanted to shout out first before we get into the canonical five uh, were of Emma Elizabeth Smith and Martha Tabra. Now, Emma, who basically kicks off uh, the summer of um, the 11 Whitechapel murders, uh, she was murdered on April 3rd, 1888, uh, found at 1.30 a.m. with a bludgeon-faced cut ear and a blunt object that was rammed so far up her vagina that it ruptured her peritoneum. And when you Google, you know, what a peritoneum is, it's basically somebody shoved something so far up her vagina that, like, it ruptured, like, her stomach lining. Oh, my God, dude. And somehow, some way, she was still alive because she was able to, you know, say that, hey, 
she was attacked by three men, one possibly being, you know, a teenager. So this is why they don't include, you know, Jack the Ripper in this. But it's important to note that, like, hey, this is what this is. This was the murder that kind of kicked off uh, the Whitechapel uh, 11 murders or whatever. But she does end up dying the next day at the hospital. Uh, then fast forward to August 7th of 1888, where Martha Tabram uh, was found stabbed 39 times in a stairwell. Uh, she had 39 stab wounds uh, to her throat, lungs, heart, liver, spleen, stomach, abdomen, breast, and vagina. Now, it's that seems like a fucking, you know, a murder of passion. You know, if you mm-hmm. stab someone 39 times. They say that this wasn't Jack the Ripper, though, uh, because it didn't fit Jack the Ripper's M.O., Jack the Ripper's M.O. was is that he killed people with deep slash wounds to his neck, to their neck. Um, there was abdominal and genital mutilation, removal of organs, and progressive facial mutilations. So, you know, as we jump into the canonical five, you'll see this pretty much expand all the way up until the last murder. Do you think people were just associating this because it was a it was a pretty vicious crime and it was just happening around that time period? Do you think that's all it was? I think so, uh, because when you look at the time period before this happened, you didn't get murders uh, to prostitutes this vicious. Like, yeah, you would see like you know, you know, obviously you get this many people rammed up this close to each other. Of course, there's going to be some homicide or whatever, but it was not this brutal. You know, like. Like Emma um, Smith, you know, she had, you know, that blunt object that was rammed up her vagina like that. It wasn't shit like that. It was more or less like a strangulation and like that was it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like a, you know, shootout like in the middle of the street or whatnot. But nothing like this graphic where, you know, you got people getting stabbed 39 times and and whatnot. I mean, violence to prostitutes is like some of the like oldest crimes against humanity that there is you know for whatever reason you know people look at sex workers as less than human i mean there's been great films and whatnot that document this like the movie monster where you get like that that female serial killer who was a prostitute she just snapped she got sick of you know being abused by men you know that she would pick up so i mean it's something that i mean it's never going to go away it's not something that started and ended with fucking you know jack the ripper but it's definitely it put people on high alert. Just the the grisliness of these murders. So I guess we can jump into the canonical five. Okay, I'm All ready. Right. All right. So uh, the first uh, victim of the canonical five that is they definitely say is a Jack the Ripper murder is that of Mary Ann Nichols, whose body was discovered at 3:40 a.m. August 31st, Friday, August 31st of 1888. Um, she suffered two deep cuts to her throat that severed all tissue all the way down to the vertebrae. Um, she also had her vagina stabbed twice as well as well as her lower abdomen was ripped open with her bowels being exposed. Now she was spotted an hour beforehand, you know, talking to, you know, a man, uh, they say of a dark nature. Um, so it was an hour before and when she was found, her body was still a little bit warm. So what they assume happened was, is that, you know, Jack the Ripper, he had just, you know, he started ripping into her and, you know, someone scared him off. So Yeah. That, I mean, it was, this, well, if most people agree that this is the first one, it's probably going to be the most rushed one. It's probably going to be the most, you know, um, 
nervous one. Mm-hmm. He's probably not gonna. He's probably gonna make this the quickest murder of all of them. Correct. So they, when they they, they did the autopsy, they said that it probably took him about five to ten minutes to do this killing. Yeah, and I'm sorry. This is August the 31st, right? Correct. Friday. Friday August the 31st, which is very important. And then I, I think this is the only because the weird thing about these murders is that some of the some of the uh, murders they've like put plaques, I guess, around the city. Like they're still there. Mm-hmm. So this one still has one there, apparently. So. Yeah, it's on Google Maps. It's like a it's like a tourist spot. Check it Maps. out. Uh, then the next one happens roughly about a week later on Saturday. Uh, September 8th, 1888, to a lady named Annie Chapman. Uh, Her body was discovered at 6 a.m. at 29 Hanbury Street. Now, it's very important that I put that out there. Uh, But her throat was also severed by two deep cuts. Her abdomen was completely opened, uh, and sections of her stomach were placed on her left shoulder along with her small intestines on her right shoulder. Her uterus, bladder, vagina were also removed and were missing from the scene. Um, but she was actually seen alive at 5.15 a.m. in front of 29 Hansbury Street. So right where she was, you know, found murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was seen, you know, in front of that same apartment building uh, talking to a man of, you know, dark stature, um, per eyewitnesses, saying, and the man asked her, asked her, will you, in which she respond, responded to yes. So basically, you know, a proposition for, you know, sex, if you will. Mm. So um, also, too, uh, a man who was going to use, I guess I guess it was an outhouse because he had to walk outside to use the bathroom. Mm. Uh, he heard um, a, a no, 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 and a thud against his fence at 27 Hanbury Street. Uh, and this was also at 5:30 a.m. So about 30 minutes, you know, you know, from the last time, you know, up until you know when she her body is found. This shows a progression for Jack the Ripper because obviously he had more time, you know, to you know mutilate the body. Then the next time he strikes is at the end of the month on Sunday, September 30th, 1888, which is called the double event. So the first victim is Elizabeth Strive, who Elizabeth Stride, who was discovered at 1 a.m. by a man riding up in a horse-driven cart. Uh, she was discovered to have a six-inch cut to her throat, uh, severed, a severed carotid artery, and trachea. Uh, she was also seen 30 minutes beforehand uh, by with a man, uh, and her body was still warm to the touch when you know the man on the horse-driven cart you know went up to her. Mm-hmm. Um, her body wasn't mutilated though, because many experts believe that she was probably, or he was probably scared off, you know, once he heard like the cart coming down the street. Um, and now her body was found on, it's called, it was Burner Street, you know, back then, you know, when, uh, she was found dead, but it's now since been changed to, um, Enriquez Street. And when you do the Google map of it, of where the next victim was found, it's about a 15 minute walk away so this is just like a casual walk like when you enter in like the addresses on google maps or whatever i'm assuming it's just like a normal like stride like you're looking at the birds chirping you know and the the fog you know descending upon like east london and whatnot so i can only imagine like you know you're you you just got done like you know slicing some lady's throat and you hear a horse drawn you know carriage coming your way you're fucking running the fuck off or whatever right now 
because you know with like most serial killers you know they you know they need to feel that you know that that rush they need to feel that completion and he's you know very much on a path to you know you know mutilating these women more and more uh, now his next victim was named Catherine Eddowes uh, who went by the name Mary Kelly as I guess you could say like her trick name or whatever. Yeah. Which is well, the last one. They all have kind of weird names. The last one was like Long Lindsay or something. No, that was the one that he just killed. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Long Liz. Long Liz. That's like Elizabeth uh, Stride. Elizabeth Stride. Yeah. Yeah, but this one, Catherine Eddowes, which was like her government Christian name or whatever, uh, she went by Mary Kelly, which will come into effect in the last murder or whatnot. Uh, but her body was discovered at one forty-four a.m on Mitre Square, which I guess is like, you know, a really popular, you know, square park or whatever, but it's also super dark. Uh, she was discovered by a beat policeman after he was just there at 11.30 a.m. So this murder happened within a 15-minute time span. Um, so like 44 minutes after the first murder and between a 15-minute time span where a police officer had just patrolled uh, and he had came back because he had a, you know, recheck i guess it was like a coal chamber or something like that uh but her throat was cut from ear to ear with her abdomen ripped open her intestines were placed on her right shoulder and her kidney and uterus were removed her nose was cut off kind of like michael jackson style uh, her eyelids were cut and this was kind of creepy and kind of like masonic they, they assume like kind of a masonic ritual or whatever but she had like triangles cut out of her cheeks which were pointing up to her eyes and portions of her ears were cut off, which will come into, when we talk about like the Jack the Ripper letters, uh, come into important, importance later. Now, a couple minutes later, uh, Eddowes' apron, her bloody leather apron, uh, was found at 2.55 a.m. outside of Goldston Street with a chalk graffiti, which read, The Jews, and Jews is spelled J-U-W-E-S, are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. Uh, now, I said, you know, Leather Apron. Uh, it was actually the first name, first nickname given to Jack the Ripper uh, in the media, in the press, um, after these killings. You know, so this, I think this police officer is important to talk about, the police officer that found it, because uh, he was, I think he described it as, is this the one, I'm pretty sure this is the one where he describes it as a, uh, like this is not the act of a man. This is the act of a devil that like tore her body basically apart. Correct. And he was like so shooken by this that he like I think he like quit the police force after this. He was just so like distraught of like witnessing this this like body being like mutilated. Mutilated. Yeah. It was it was pretty intense. Um, and I actually that's one thing I didn't know about these murders that they were that intense. I knew that he, that he had removed like organs. Okay. But I didn't know that they were this intense. And, um, to the point where like this officer was like, Oh, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Like, can't blame him though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one's pretty intense. Yeah. And, um, that's just the tip of the iceberg, uh, because the next and final victim, quote unquote, uh, now I said, you know, previously Catherine Eddowes, she went, her trick name was Mary Kelly. Uh, the next lady that, you know, is found deceased is Mary Jane Kelly, uh, her actual name. Uh-huh. Her body was discovered uh, November 9th, 1888 on Lord Mayor's Day at 1040 a.m. Now, many, you know, I guess like the coroner at this time had believed that her body had been, you know, laying there for about six hours. 
Uh, and the reason for that is, is her body was discovered um, in her one room apartment uh, that she was staying at. And her body was discovered on the bed. Um, she was discovered by her landlord's assistant who was sent there to collect the rent, which was six weeks overdue. So if uh, she didn't pay her rent, who knows when her body would have been found. It might have been, you know, when her body started stinking up a little bit or maybe the next month, you know, when rent yeah. was due. Uh, but this one is, I know I texted you about it and I'll put like a brief picture on for the YouTube and whatnot. This one, like when you see the picture of this, like this is the only one that has like actual picture of the crime scene. Mm -hmm. Like this one like fucked me up. Like I believe I texted you. I was like, dude, that picture is like fucking nightmare fuel. Like I know we've grown up with like horror movies and like, you know, practical effects. And like we just had an episode about zombies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But there's something to it. Like when you see like something that's fake and you know it's fake, you know, like a zombie movie where the body's being, you know, like torn apart or whatever, like, you know, that's fake. But like when you see like a photo, especially like an old timey photo, like when, you know, photography was just being invented and shit and you see like Mary Kelly's body and like how it was like fucking mutilated. There's something like where it just like turned my stomach. Like literally like I'm a fat ass and I love to eat. Like, I literally, like, did not eat until later on that night. Like, that's how, to me, how disturbing, like, this photo was. Like, and it kind of puts, like, in perspective, like, how grisly and brutal, like, his, this murder was. So, uh, if you're not, you know, watching the YouTube and seeing the picture, I'll probably put on there. That'll probably get us demonetized and removed from fucking YouTube again. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, her body was found by this assistant, and her, fa her face was hacked beyond recognition. Her throat was cut down to the spine. Her abdomen was empty of all organs. Her uterus, kidneys, breast were placed under her head. Various organs were placed under her feet. Uh, sections of her thighs and her abdomens were placed on her tape on the table, and her heart was missing. You know from the crime scene. Now this was just the information that I saw you know, on, you know, the Wikipedia, you know, which I did like 90% of my uh, research on. Uh, but I believe like when you read like the actual like coroner and like police reports and shit, I guess like he actually like strung up like the intestines, like from the windows, like the, the window curtains and whatnot. Yeah. And I believe like they said that there was a fire that was like so intense. And I, I guess they say like he emptied like all of her possessions into the fireplace that it actually like melted like the the soldering off of like the pot that was hanging over the the fireplace. So like it like totally like unwelded itself. Like that's how hot and heavy like he had, you know, the fire going in there and whatnot. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was like literally like when you see that picture, it is like the most disturbing fucking murder scene that like personally I've ever fucking seen. And we've 255 episodes of fucking true crime and shit and it's like literally like the most disturbing picture I've ever seen you know um a lot of times when they do drawings of Jack the Ripper they do those like big old top hat things yeah and I'm like dude those things are sick <laughs> I just want to say it. um yeah I don't I don't know maybe I didn't think it was that disturbing but uh yeah it, it's pretty fucking brutal one of the things that I I, I think is important is like these murders had to had to mean something. Like mm -hmm. he took so much care with every single one of these murders. Like they they meant something to him. And like um, I don't know. Just just interesting that he was that he took that much time and like took this body apart and like and did everything to to like 
to like fulfill this need kind of. Yeah, that progressive need because the the other four murders, it seemed like he was like in a rush. They said it was like, you know, five to ten minutes it took for him to do what he needed to do, right? But this one, like, it was inside of her apartment. He had time to do whatever he wanted. Um, they said that he could have been there for two to three hours. So if you put that in perspective, like, all those uh, that other grisly shit that he did to, you know, Catherine Eddowes, you know, multiply that that time frame by how much time he had with fucking, you know, Mary Jane Kelly. And it's like, holy shit. Like, like, I don't like I can't even fucking put words to it and whatnot. And I know last podcast on the left, like they were talking about it and they said that like none of these victims there was they they found no sexual trauma. So it's not like he was doing it for like sexual pleasure per se. But one of the guys on there was talking about like, well, that's that's problem with the serial killers. They can't get satisfaction, you know, from, you know, regular sex. Like basically, you know, that was like Jeffrey Dahmer. He didn't get pleasure, you know, from having sex with his victims. It was more or less like, you know, the process of killing. Like that's what gave him him, like those emotions, you know, to coming or whatever. And it's just like, holy shit. Like when you look at like this last victim or whatever, like, dude, like that was. That was his big come moment right there. Yeah. That's also like one of the things that one of the suspects that'll come up, I think, uh, ties it more into like why it could be that person. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that, that what you just said right now, like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, like Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't just into like having sex with, with his victims. Jeffrey Dahmer, like turning his victims into like dummies and like basically like, having these like dummy bodies that are just like lifeless and would never put up a fight against him. And that's what really turned him on, that it was just like a lifeless dummy that he could control. And I think that every serial killer has its version of that. Correct. This one was just like full on mutilation and like, um, but it feels like mutilation with like a purpose. And I know that a lot of times, you know, at this point the, the police pressings were already going on. It was already, known as Jack the Ripper, and they already had suspects thinking that this had to be either, like, a flunky doctor that didn't, like, did, just didn't do anything, but obviously knew human anatomy. Mm-hmm. It could be a barber. It could be a butcher. Um, somebody that had had cutting tools that could take a body apart that way. Yeah. Um, so they had ideas of, of what this person, and obviously, like, this person felt comfortable taking these large body parts apart. Even like modern day serial killers, like uh, uh, Ted Bundy didn't really do that sort of thing. Like Ted mm. Bundy didn't really take giant like chunks of body apart. Or anything Seems like, that. like something out of a Japanese horror movie. Like, yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that it, it makes sense. The butcher part of it, like that sort of thing, like someone that is, is capable and willing to consistently take body parts apart. It's like ripping out the uterus and all that stuff. Like that seems pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that process is, but it sounds pretty intense. Yeah. Someone, someone had some sexual trauma in their life or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but to go down that line, uh, the police, they investigated over two thousand people, or no, they interviewed over two thousand people, investigated three hundred, detained eighty, but as of this day, there had been no arrests, no convictions, or anything like that. And most files for this case were destroyed, like when the Nazis started their blitz on London, as well as anything that survived the blitz. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking police officers stole a lot of files as souvenirs. Mm. Stole the top hat 
Um, <laughs> you know, one other thing that I think is important is like whenever you trace a serial killer back to its genesis, it's usually like they kill like the first couple of murders always start with like what they covet. Mm-hmm. And obviously like, you know, when you look at the FBI profiling part of it, like this is, it's clearly someone local to the area. They weren't shipping themselves in. They weren't traveling from one end to the other end of, of London. They were probably from that area. Correct. And knew the area very well. Um, and probably had more money than the average person there. And probably had, I, I think in that, that uh, the FBI profiling thing, they have this thing where it's like, Oh, uh, they probably had like facial disfigurement or a speech impediment or mm-hmm. had like a limp, something that made them like to the point where they could only like have sex with prostitutes. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting that the FBI is already like can break down like people that way. It's that that that's a really cool like. Shout out to a little bit of Jack, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so well done, so well put together. But um, and I saw that too. That you know, maybe he had something like that. Uh, the reason why he cut off, I believe, it was um, Catherine Eddowes' nose, mm-hmm. is because that was something very um, uh, prevalent in people who had syphilis. Yeah, that you know, they they would experience like facial um, rot. Kind of, again, kind of like Michael Jackson. Like if you had syphilis, your nose would fall off or, you know, an ear would fall off. And so maybe like that was like him taking out his rage, you know, on prostitutes because it's like, you did this to me. You gave me the syphilis. I'm going to cut off your nose yeah. and make you look like old Michael Jackson, white boy Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's definitely like brutal. And I, I definitely think it's somebody – local to the area or somebody that frequented the area fairly often and then it was always like on the weekend or on a holiday too so it like indicates as like somebody that has a job and somebody that was probably single because if he's married or has children mm-hmm. the weekend times you know could be for the family or whatever so it indicates yeah he's a single working guy yeah so did you want to get into the letters let's do it baby but before we do um, and this kind of ties into it. Um, the reason why this case, not only because of like the grisly nature of like everything that happened, but the reason why this case gets so popular is because of the two changes in the law. Uh, one law was that it made it mandatory that people had to go to had to go to school. So basically, you're seeing a rise in literacy, and then also too, um, they took away the taxation on newspapers. So I guess before. At this time frame, like if you had a newspaper, you were paying like this large tax or whatever. Gavin Newsom was out there taxing the newspapers. Mm-hmm. And so they removed that tax, which um, made a very inf- a wide influx of, you know, reading material, newspapers, magazines, pamphlets or whatever. So with the rise in literacy and, you know, the rise of, you know, more publications out there. Uh, this story is like running around circulating. Now, the police were getting thousands of letters every day, whether it was people saying like, I believe it was my neighbor who, you know, he had an argument with his wife and he went out and he poked a, you know, a young prostitute. And I believe my neighbor is, you know, Jack the Ripper or that the apron, if you will. And so you'd have thousand letters either saying that or as you saw with like a lot of other serial killers like Zodiac or whatever, people, you know, pretending that they were a Zodiac killer or whatever, or mm-hmm. my, my Paul is a Zodiac killer or whatever, right? You had a lot of people pretending to be Jack the Ripper or Leather Apron. So they the police were getting thousands of letters within that ilk. But there's three letters that stand out as Jack the Ripper. 
the first being Dear Boss, which was sent to the Central News Agency on September 25th of 1888. So you want me to go ahead and read that? Sure. All right. So <clears throat> I didn't have any of the letters pulled up. Right? It's all good. That's what Wikipedia's for, baby. So it says, Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. And right is like underlined. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on holes and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. Now they can catch me. Now they... How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue, and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. Which is like, you know, his version of LOL. The next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send it to the police officers. Just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back. Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work. Then give it out straight. My nice, so nice and sharp. I want to get to work right away. If I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly. Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving me the trade name. P.S. I wasn't good enough to post this before. I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good impression. Hurt my fucking throat, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how real that letter was is is tough to say. Uh, but that one is called the... Uh, is it called a, the Hey Boss or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> hey Boss. It's called Dear Boss. Dear Boss, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this one was sent September 25th. And like I said, on the double event, which happened September 30th, so five days later, uh-huh. he actually cuts off, uh, you know, Catherine Eddowes' ear off. So, I mean, this is why they do think that it is like a real Jack the Ripper letter because he actually does what he said he's going to do. Mm. Uh, so the next letter is called Savvy Jack. It's basically just a postcard. It's also sent to the Central News Agency, uh, but it's received to them October 1st, 1888, and it's addressed to George Lusk. Let me see. Let me pull it up here. I was not carding, dear old boss, when I gave you the tip. You hear about Saucy Jackie's work tomorrow, double event this time. Number one squealed a bit, couldn't finish it straight off. Had not time to get the ears off police, thanks for keeping last letter back till I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. And then like when you go to like the Wikipedia page and whatnot, like it actually shows like a copy of like the um the postcard and it's like full of like blood and shit like that. So it's very, very, very gruesome. He was a pretty gruesome dude. I'll say this: uh, he's lucky DNA, <laughs> DNA, uh, and forensic, forensic uh, uh, analysis analysis wasn't invented yet. Yeah, seems like a very sloppy gentleman. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you don't got CSI on the case at this time, and there's not comb everywhere to fucking, you know, like, this whole room is covered in jizz, dude. Yeah, you can't black like that shit to fucking mm. get a fucking profile, which will come into effect later on. Uh, but the next letter, uh, which was sent October fifteenth. 1888 is the from hell letter. Um, and this actually came with a box that was 
had a fucking hu- half of a human kidney in it. Mm-hmm. And they actually, you know, sent it off to like a medical facility because they're like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, it could be like a sheep's kidney or fucking, you know, some, you know, the circus, like some monkey kidney or something like that. So, you know, again, like I said, they had thousands of letters coming in. This was pretty gruesome. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're like, oh, it could be a hoax still because, you know, it, it is the time frame. But uh, basically this letter says, from hell, Mr. Lusk, so I send you half a kidney. And kidney's like misspelled. I took from one woman that preserved it and he misspells preserved and preserved it for you to the piece. I fried and ate it. It was very nice. And nice is like spelled ridiculously wrong. I may send you the bloody knife that I took it out. If only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me while you can, Mr. Lusk. This is Jack the Ripper. But yeah, I guess... um, yeah, the, that, the that's got to be his most badass letter, though. Yeah, like it's pretty. That's badass, dude. I don't care if you kill people, dude. That's pretty badass. Yeah, and then like the letters, <laughs> like like smudged with blood, and like they have on here, like the box in which it was found. Like they took a picture of it and shit, and it's like poor the poor postal officer <laughs> has to fucking mm-hmm. take this or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, here you go, <laughs> another bloody letter, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude, it's all bloody, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, U.S. U.S. Postal Office, dude. We got blood everywhere, dude. We got jizz everywhere, dude. I'm sorry, dude. It's got a little bit of my own blood and jizz in this one. <laughs> it's got a kidney, dude. It smells yeah. pretty bad. You should probably eat that. Put it in the refrigerator real quick. Cut up some onions. Maybe put some cilantro on it, dude. Yeah. Like, hey, my cousin says they don't taste bad, dude. They're supposed to be good for like fucking pooping, dude. <laughs> Helps you like all that fucking poop that stays stuck in your body, dude. You eat one of those, it cleans it out, dude. Yeah, it's got a lot of fucking uh, <laughs> a lot of fiber in those, dude. <laughs> I had a cousin, dude, who like ate, ate, ate a kidney, dude, and like he said that all those Cheerios he ate as a kid, they don't come out, dude. They just stay <laughs> stuck in there until you eat some kidney and then you just poop out a bunch of powdered Cheerios, dude. It's I, Hey, let me call him real quick. <laughs> Let me call my cousin so he can verify the story. Hey, Humberto. Hey, is it true about those Cheerios you ate? What do you mean? Oh, kind of true? Oh, yeah. Hey, so it turns out my cousin lied, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But he pooped a lot, dude. He did poop a lot, dude. I took a picture of his poop. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, but I did it. <laughs> Anyways, dude. Episode poop, over. Man. Uh, no, but yeah, so, I mean, that's the reason why they think that was fucking Jack the Ripper, just because it's like, who, 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 who would have access to a fucking human kidney? And, um, fucking Mary Jane Kelly, she was missing one of her kidneys from the crime scene, yeah. along with the heart. So, I mean, and it was the left kidney as well. And that was like a detail that wasn't published in one of the newspapers and whatnot. So that's, again, another reason why they believe it was actually Jack the Ripper kind of tattletelling on himself as that. So... You know, that's one of the things that, like, if you Google that one, a lot of people say that's a medical student mm-hmm. that was uh, arrested by the police department, all this stuff. But if you dig down a little bit more, there was a lot of pressure on the police department at this time period. Mm-hmm. The police department was basically arresting anyone, basically accusing anyone that they could. Um, they they had a medical student that they took in and said, oh, this is, this is that medical student. Everyone can rest easy now. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that there was very little proof that it was that medical student besides being a medical student and having access to kidneys. Yeah, true. Um, it was like, that was it. Like, it was like, the medical student has access to kidneys, done, case closed. And it's important to fucking uh, note as well, 
is that during this time frame, like doctors were very frowned upon just because like they were to reference like our uh, past, like the real life Frankenstein uh, experiments episodes. Yeah. This was the time frame that like doctors were like digging up cadavers, you know, to do experiments on and shit. Like that yeah. was very much a thing. And like public, um, opinion on doctors is very low like everybody was dr fauci <laughs> this yeah, time yeah, frame yeah. so it's just like they, they doctors are you know especially like a medical student like you you are indoctrinating yourself to the liberal fucking media right now <laughs> by being a fucking medical student or whatever so you're jack the ripper or whatnot or you you submitted a fight jack the ripper ladder um i don't know why they talk like a fucking country bumpkin in east london but they did um mm. vote republican um but um yeah so public opinion on doctors was very low at this time also too um they had it framed that they had two journalists that quote unquote admitted that they they faked this and somehow some way they happened upon a fucking fake kidney as well uh, but uh-huh. they said that because you know um the the publications were going to go bankrupt like if they didn't do something outrageous which which I can see happening but at this time, when you when you fact checked it, like the press was never hotter, so it's like there was yeah. no need for them to like make up fake fucking Jack the Ripper letters just to get their fucking publications to be bought off the newsstands and shit. Because the the fervor of all this happening, like was was enough to keep it sustaining. It was like the Fox News CNN of its time. Like ratings were through the roof and shit. <laughs> you guys are killing it, dude. <laughs> Um, Larry Elder's gonna fucking advertise in your publication now to sell this fucking snakeskin oil. Didn't like the like the taxing on newspapers go away around this time period? Like you said earlier. Yeah. So everything like lifted, which made like it easier for fucking newspapers to exist. Yeah. And it lit, like I said, literacy was up, so people were gobbling this shit up like fucking you know M and M's and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, M and M's. That's exactly what I was thinking. um but um yeah i don't know i'm at this point okay do you i don't know if you want to get into like suspects and theories and that sort of thing sure let's do that let me adjust my chair real quick um so this is the part that i thought was the most interesting yeah because like i was saying with that medical student they just started arresting anybody and anyone that like looked apart if you listen to marilyn manson you were getting arrested yeah like, I'm sorry, dude. You listen to Marilyn Manson? In jail. Dude, you watch The Matrix? You're getting jail. locked up, dude. No, dude. You watch South Park? Jail. Dude, that's jail time, dude. Like, there's, oh, dude, you listen to Eminem? Dude, jail time, dude. <laughs> like, it was that bad. It yeah. was like anyone, like, Jewish and, like, you own a razor blade? Like, dude, that's jail time. Like, even There was even, like, a guy named Leather Apron. Like, that was his nickname. And all he was guilty of is like he was mean to prostitutes, and he basically I think he was like a shoe cobbler or something uh, like that. It still sounds like an asshole. Like he should have just got jail time regardless. <laughs> yeah, but he was Jewish though, so yeah. they they blamed him. Uh, his shop was around like where that like that chalk graffiti was at and shit. And um, what, what? So mean to prostitutes? Is this like what? What does that mean? That could just be like, hey, get it off my yard. Kind pretty of much, thing. yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty much what it is. They're like, oh, get that fucking bloody Jew out of here! I can't wait till baby Hitler grows up and put you guys in the gas chambers, uh-huh. and then we'll do nothing about it until wait, it economically you, affects us. Are you doing the prostitute voice or are you doing the Jewish guy voice? No, that's a fucking that's a that's a cogni fucking East Londoner. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's he's anti-Semitic. 
Oh, I thought he was Jewish. Yeah, no, he's Jewish. Yeah. But they're fucking, they're, but they're anti-Semitic. They're being anti-Semitic against, you know, the original oh, yeah. leather apron here. Gotcha. Or whatever. Okay, gotcha. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so like they blamed him for a while. They, the police thoroughly looked into him. They're like, yeah, he's just mean to prostitutes. He just wants them off. The, they want him to stop giving blowjobs hey, in front dude. of his shoe shop. I'm just mean to them, dude. <laughs> I just, I just tell them like, leave, dude. Hey, stop, stop fucking pooping on my yard, dude. I have to <laughs> clean up all this prostitute poop in the morning, dude. Stop having cream pies in front of dude. my fucking cobbler shop, dude. <laughs> dude, people are misassociating cream pies with, like, I literally sell cream pies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are, like, giving cream pies a gross name now, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. <laughs> Quit squirting on my fucking... <laughs> dude, there's, like, jizz on my windows, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wake up to all these fucking jizz. <laughs> this prostitute come on. There's there's prostitute. There's like it's just like that movie Titanic that hasn't been made yet. But <laughs> the part where like the girl puts her hand on the window and like but but instead of instead of fog it's jizz. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty specific. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. So the original leather apron, the Jewish leather apron. <laughs> He was found not to be associated with it. Then, like, various uh, butchers and shit like that, you know, yeah. they were, you know, arrested and whatnot and let go because literally, like, there was no evidence for anybody uh, out there. But, like I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, you go to the Wikipedia page for suspects oh, for dude, Jack the Ripper. It's so long. It is fucking mind-numbingly long. And last podcast on the left they actually dedicate two whole episodes to the suspects oh, Lord. and they're like two hours each and like even they said like dude this is not even scratching the surface kind of thing and I was like fuck. I was telling Art before we started recording I was like fuck I don't want to go through a whole fucking laundry list of fucking suspects I just want to go through the ones that fucking stand out to me so I know Art you said a couple so on my list there's two that I definitely wanted to harp on so the first one and as I was doing more research on this, apparently this character was so popular that the makers of the sh- of the game Assassin's Creed put him in as a character and like basically mm-hmm. say that was Jack the Ripper in the game Assassin's Creed. Uh, but this one, he goes by two names. He has the alias of George Chapman. Uh, but I think, and I'm going to butcher his name, is uh, Sergei Kol- Um That's the That's the name of, and that's the one that will pop up on Assassin's Creed when you play um, Assassin's Creed. I don't know which one it is, but Sergei Kolozowski shows up. He is a barber that moved into the to the Whitechapel area around the time, right before the murders happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was later found out that he did indeed poison three of his wives. Um, so they did find out. Uh, that's still very serial killer mentality at this point. Um, and after he was incarcerated, that is when the when the murder stopped. So a lot of people point out this guy is it's a little too much. You know, I'm sure there's other other facts in, including uh, that I'm excluding here. But for the most part, I thought that was a very interesting one because he he also had like mental issues. Yeah. Um. So this barber he he um did not speak English well, but. It, it kind of explains why the letters were also very poorly written. Um, he had money, but he also had these very strange facial features. And it also, I think after one of the murders, he fits the description of this dude, like this big mustache, big, big old bigotes uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, character, like fleeting the fleeting the uh, thing. And he kind of looks like the stereotypical villain. I'm not just, I'm not going to, 
you know, point fingers, but the dude looks like a straight up villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like he looks like Jack the Ripper, dude. Like, um, so I'm just saying that's one of the ones that we wanted to highlight, just because I, I, all of the all of the evidence against why it's him are like, oh yeah, but also like he like, um, like he he was a barber, so like he had to be at work and like he couldn't have been there because like. He had to be up early the next morning and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, but some people I've had just, all-nighters, though. Yeah, I was like, dude, he was also, like... Also, he was, like, 27 when this was happening. Oh, yeah. And, he, like... Yeah, testosterone pumping all through them ball sacks. I was going to say, like, 27 back then was, like, the equivalent of 47 now. Like... Oh, that's true, too. Like, yeah. I don't know. Every single, hey, like, dude, I portrait, got erectile dysfunction. Hey, dude, like, have you started getting osteoporosis, dude? <laughs> I'm 17, dude. I got osteoporosis. Because, like, people were, like, surviving on, like, potatoes and beans. Yeah, that's true. And, like, you're not getting that much nutrition. And it's, like, London, so it's always cloudy and rainy, so you're not getting that vitamin D or whatever it is. Uh, vitamin E? What do you get from the sun? D. D? Yeah, you're not getting that vitamin D, dude. Yeah. You're just, all pale and sickly looking. That's why your D's not working. Yeah, it's like, dude, my ostro- my, my, my boner's not getting, osteopor- <laughs> getting osteoporosis on my boner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, do you have what, do you have any of the suspects? I have a few, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I think the one that's like the, the, the funnest to, to go down is that um, the queen, Queen Victoria's yeah. grandson, uh, Prince Albert Victor? I guess he had like two other like. This fishermen. is the funnest one. Is um yeah apparently uh, the narrative and I'm not gonna there's a whole fucking large ass Wikipedia page for this I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, uh, but basically um, he was a closeted homosexual, um, and that the knights knightsmen that would you know escort him everywhere or whatnot, uh, they would take him to East London. Uh, to visit the brothels or to visit, you know, some sort of prostitute to kind of like, you know, f- the fuck the gay out of him, basically, right? There's no other nice way to put it. Um, you know, Mike Pence hadn't been born yet to invent, you know, conversion therapy. Yeah. Uh, so they couldn't take him to Indiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he would go to these brothels and whatnot. And the story goes is that uh, he fa- actually fathered a child out of one of these um, brothels. And, you know, him being a royal, if you will, uh, that was very taboo. And uh, the Queen Victoria, what she did is she ordered, you know, the death of anybody that would have had knowledge of this. So it's kind of very Game of Thronesy. I believe like Game of mm-hmm. Thrones kind of visits this with uh, Robert Baratheon and whatnot. Uh, but uh, instead of having, you know, you know, some random executioner, like I'm assuming like the Hound or somebody you know, like go in and like knife down all these prostitutes and pimps and whatnot, uh, Prince Albert Victor, he was the one that was actually doing all these murders. Uh, now the only problem with this is is that Prince Albert Victor was a very like weak dude. Like he was like when you see pictures of him, like it's like he couldn't hurt a fly. Like my girlfriend's like fucking ninety seven pounds soaking wet or whatever, right? Like I'm pretty sure she can kick his ass. As well as like uh-huh. he had like some condition like with his neck. Or like he, I guess he had to have like so a lot of clothing around his neck, or like his head would like. Uh, turn. We work with the dude like that, that security guard at Target, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever his name was, like Keith. Carl. Oh, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like his head would like fall to the other side. So like he was a very weakly dude, just like naturally or whatever, right? And then the other fucking convenient fact about it was is that <laughs> during the time frame of the murders, he was five hundred miles away in Scotland. Yeah. Um conveniently he was yeah. so a lot of people will think and if you if you watch the movie from hell 
I had never heard the homosexual thing. I I had heard that he just had a thing for prostitutes, mm-hmm. and so much so that he had contracted a disease, yeah. an STD. Well, he actually did visit a lot of brothels, but they were gay brothels. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like cl- the Cleveland Street Scandal or whatever. Um. Oh, by the way, that show I was talking about earlier, it's called uh, Doctor Love, Doctor Who, Doctor Love. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's a. Uh, I was gonna say, is it the the alienist? Mm. I highly recommend it because it, it it honestly just paints a picture of this of this world, and it's I I'm sure it's free to stream now if you have like the TBS app or whatever oh, okay. TNT app or whatever it's called. I have the TNT app because sometimes I'm on the road and I like watching basketball. And they know T- drama. TNT knows drama. Um, yeah. and you get to watch the alienist for free. Nice. But anyways, um, he's interesting just because. That's that whole like Princess Diana. Did we ever cover Princess Diana? We have not yet, dude. That's a good one because the Princess Diana. I believe, I believe this is another one of those conspiracy theories. You guys know sometimes I get really passionate about conspiracy theories. I don't think we land on the moon. I think there's fluoride in the water. Oh, well, there is fluoride in the water. Yeah. I think there's fluoride in the water to make people docile. There you go. Uh, I and um, but I this is the other one that I'm, I'm very big on, and I think the the royal family killed Princess Diana because she was pregnant with Dodie Alphajet's baby. Mm. Uh, 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 they would be the first Muslim-born baby into the royal family, and the family could not have that. Mm. Um, so, anyways, I think that just babies out of wedlock, especially back then, even now, you know, the royal family is very conservative in, in principle. Yeah. But um, back then, it would just be like outrageous like if it was like oh dude this dude just birthed a baby with a prostitute like no fucking way dude mm-hmm. we got to burn every single one of them down um and the fact that you had those uh the mary kelly uh prostitutes having the same name that's like if they if the queen sent this dude down there to just go be like the hound don't get caught just kill every mary, mary kelly you can find that fits the description yeah and like i don't know I'm not going to say I believe this one, but this is definitely the spiciest one where I'm like, hey, I, I'd i like to see this one. I'd like to see this one be true kind of thing. Yeah. And then this is the one that also the movie from hell follows. So Correct. So it <laughs> makes it fun. <laughs> uh, there's also two, like the Simpsons say it was uh, fucking the Queen's like personal doctor and whatnot. Uh, another good one that kind of had legs for a while uh, was another Polish immigrant. Uh-huh. was an Aaron Kaminsky. Um, who was committed in 1889 uh, all the way up until his death into a mental asylum, which explains why the murder stopped. A lot of these dudes, so mental issues were like a big deal because like everyone, maybe they just were like every dude that's ever been to a mental asylum, let's just call them in here, they're suspects now. And the, and it is not even like mental, like, oh man, he had schizophrenia. It was like, you could be committed if you were a chronic masturbator, which yeah. I believe Aaron Comiskey, like, yeah. Like I like some church or whatever said like oh you know he's over there he's jacking off too much I like like I would it, be, I saw him do it like four times in one day fuck that's admirable that's a, that's that's gonna fill up like half a water bottle probably <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> explains why yeah. the fucking air, uh, <laughs> I just got that mental image in my head I don't know that's why I made that weird face stinks too man yeah. that's why the fucking leather aprons fucking cobbler shops has got jizz yeah. everywhere he's just oh, fucking dude. spray bottling it all over the place but um. Uh, no, this one has legs um, because not only because he was, you know, asylumed, you know, all the way up from 1889 up all the way up to his death. Uh, but I guess the DNA <laughs> from a shawl uh, from Catherine Eddowes uh, that was found and auctioned off and some, you know, uh, you know, ripperologist bought or whatever. Uh, he actually had like the the semen and the blood tested on the shawl. 
and somehow, some way, uh, it came back positive for both uh, Catherine Eddowes and fucking Aaron Kaminsky's through, you know, you know, relatives, you know, giving, you know, the fucking 33andMe cotton swab to a scientist and whatever, right? Uh, but as you can see, like, I, I highly recommend watching the BuzzFeed on Unsolved uh, YouTube on this. There was a non-menclature uh, where they found a mutation uh, in the DNA, which they labeled as 314-1C, which this is why they thought, oh, we found Jack the Ripper. It's Aaron Kaminsky, <laughs> uh, because this happens only in one in 290,000 people. Uh-huh. Uh, so they assumed like 99% chance that, you know, Aaron Kaminsky was, you know, the fucking Jack the Ripper. However, there was a clerical error when, you know, the, the scientists that did DNA tests and had like the clerk or whatever uh, type this out. Uh, there was a missing keystroke. Instead of putting 314-1C, it was supposed to be 315-1C, which is the complete opposite, where 99% of fucking the European population <laughs> has this DNA. So you can you can exclude fucking any Jews from this because it was definitely, you know, somebody, you know, of European descent, not, you know, of Hebrew mm-hmm. descent. You can exclude any, you know, black people or Mexicans. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. from doing because that's what they want to do. They want to blame. Sorry, all the Jesus. Sorry, Jesus, you're off the hook, baby. Uh. But um, yeah. So <laughs> it was it was a, a complete error on their part when they were doing the DNA test. So uh, Aaron Comiskey was the hot name for a while, yeah. I guess, like from like the mid '90s all the way up to the early 2000s. Uh, but Fauci stepped in and said, "No, we got to peer review this motherfucker," and it was an error. Also, the DNA was so fucking tarnished at this point. Like, it's not like it. It's not like they fucking Ziploc bagged it mm-hmm. and like put it in an evidence folder or some shit for. No, this shit was just like let's fucking put it in the non-jizz box. This one's got no <laughs> jizz, probably. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like just put it next to the other stabbing tool we found. Yeah, it's like, dude, it was so cross-contaminated that it was like. I feel like you can't pull DNA off of it at this point. Like it was like they used to just fucking throw all the fucking things together. It's like now put it in the fucking horse's butt or whatever. Semi <laughs> clean in there. Remember, uh, I don't know if we talked about this like on a podcast episode or if it was just a conversation we had in the car one time. But remember, like like when we would zone toys at work at Target. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, dude, like. The, these baseball bats because we had to like organize the baseball bats like huh. by size and brand and whatnot to you know be in the I proper think, voice well, point yeah our dna is gonna be all over those baseball bats and if somebody fucking commits a murder with that shit like our fucking sweaty ass fucking yeah. hands and oh absolutely yeah well th- it was the baseball bats but my original theory i don't know if you've ever seen the movie unfaithful oh yeah yeah where they're like the dude gets killed with the snow globe and, like, during Christmas, they always have all these snow globes out there. And I'm like, I'm out there touching them and zoning them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. one day I'm just going to get the call and be like, dude, you killed you, 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 you kill somebody, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the run, dude. Hey, Seuss was right about Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's legitimately always been a fear of mine. And I'm sure there's, like, a way that would be like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't even work at Target. I wasn't even in town when that happened, dude. Mm-hmm. I was fucking over here doing fucking jujitsu in the garage or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, speaking of, like, jizz, like, the other, this is one that I thought was pretty interesting. Dr. Neil, or, sorry, Dr. Thomas Neil Cream. <laughs> uh, he's another one of those dudes uh, famous for killing his his lover's husband 
for um poisoning him obviously a doctor um had a lot of very violent tendencies towards people a lot of people thought he he uh he he was the killer because he had surgical experience was extremely violent and had uh <laughs> and had killed someone mm-hmm. uh, and then at his deathbed uh i guess like when they were going to hang him he said i am jack and then like it cut off because they he was hung yeah <laughs> um but people but the, the i guess the why he didn't do it was that he was a navy man for a while and he was out in a ship for a little bit so the timeline wouldn't line up necessarily like he Correct. he would have came back in the middle of the murders uh but some of the murders would have already happened so people are like that doesn't make any sense like yeah um but then there's also the possibility that these are multiple people call like you know, doing different murders. So mm-hmm. that's also a possibility, but not as sexy as the other ones. And that's why they're called the canonical five, just yeah. because it's just like, that's just the narrative there. Yeah. So like there's, you talk to, you know, anybody, you'll get seven different stories. You know, if you talk to seven different people or whatever, right. Uh, another, another sexy story is that it was a, a man named James Maybrick uh, who died after, you know, the last murder. Uh, he was a cotton merchant, cotton merchant that lived in Liverpool. So he did all of this business, you know, in Liverpool, and then may have traveled to London, you know, to do his dirty work or whatever, and then went back during the week to, you know, to be a cotton merchant doing co- doing cotton merchant things, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, when he died, um, they found a diary under his floorboards of his house, uh, where you know he referred to himself multiple referred to himself multiple times as Jack the Ripper. Uh, and he had, you know, diary entries with details of the murders. Uh, and there was also a gold watch that was found many years later uh, with the initials of all five canonical victims, uh, as well as the inscription that says, I am Jack and J. Maybrick on it. So conveniently, all this was like scratched into the back of a watch or whatnot. Uh, but the only problem is, is that the support of all this would have been like, how do we know that he just wasn't obsessed with the case? Because very much all of the details that he described in the book were available in print, you know, in Liverpool around yeah. this time. So it's what they estimate. This guy was clearly a virgin. What's it called when like dudes are like, <laughs> like abstinent and like, but not by choice. Oh, incel. Incel. Oh, this guy was like a hardcore incel. Like yeah. hardcore. The fact that a, he keeps a diary <laughs> Two, he calls himself Jack the Ripper. It's like, oh, dude, you're you, dude, you're an incel, dude. You need, yeah. to, you need to take up gaming, like right now, like you need to go to your local, uh, your local library and buy, you know, check out a book on how to pleasure a woman because yeah, yeah, yeah you're spending way too much time here, dude. Yeah, he needs to do something, but it it, it ain't working. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jesus, but that shit ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I just thought like that was interesting, just because it's like. That was the one that had the most inter- that had the most like quote unquote evidence for it because again to reference the Wikipedia page there's thousands of fucking suspects basically if you were in a London period or even around in Europe at this time you were either somewhere somewhere somehow some way you could be framed as Jack mm-hmm. the Ripper and whatnot and most of the time it's like oh he got caught he got caught cosplaying as Jack the Ripper one time mm-hmm. therefore he is Jack the Ripper and whatnot and there's all these like fantastical theories and whatnot like there even goes the down Jill like Jill the Ripper Jill yeah that it was a fucking um a female that did it which would kind of make sense in a way, but it's just kind of like a conspiracy, how a conspiracy theorist is like, it's a long stretch. I get the most compelling uh, argument for this is it could have been a midwife. 
Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be unusual to see like a midwife, you know, walking down the street with a bloody apron on just because it's just like, hey, like you're out there delivering babies and shit. And there's a lot of blood like when that happens and shit. So it's just like it's possible. It could have been a fucking another prostitute at this time. Um, I know Dave from Sofa King said that, you know, pimping wasn't uh, a strong industry at this time, which is not true. Uh, There was pimps and, you know, gangs or whatever that would, you know, pimp out these ladies and whatnot. Uh, But there was also independent contract prostitutes, if you will. Uh, And they would have turf wars, you know, over like, hey, I control like this block. You control that stairwell. Like, hey, you're you're infringing on my property. A lot like like the drug wars of like the 1980s and shit. So it's possible that could have happened. But it's also possible that it didn't happen because it very much has like all the fucking... Uh, fingerprints and red flags of a fucking serial killer. Yeah, this seems like every... These all seem like crimes of passion. Like, not Mm -hmm. passion, but like there's care to these crimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't stab somebody and cut someone up that way and like remove their organs and be like... And stay out of Riverdale, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like it's Robert Lane. Robert's Lane is mine. Yeah, it's like that's too that's too much, dude. Like that that meant something to that person that was doing all the yeah. murdering. Um, so I I disagree with with that case. I actually disagree that it's a woman in general, just because. Yeah, I do too. Just like the FBI profile clearly sounds like it's a man, uh, and the FBI profile is usually pretty spot on also everything i've learned from from dr hannibal lecter dr hannibal lecter uh um is like you usually you know you know the first couple of murders are like you covet the first couple of murders so like those are the ones that should mean something so the fact that they're all women it's usually like at least sexualized somehow at Mm -hmm. least in, in the slightest thing so the fact that it's a woman unless it was like a lesbian woman and at this point we're getting like really like you know, too much theory down the line. Mental gymnastics. Yeah, it's it's very rare. That's why there's there's women serial killer, but most women serial killer are lesbians. Not not to be all homophobic, but that's true. I mean, that's what it is. Because Monster, they, yeah. yeah. So like, um, just just an interesting case, just an interesting thing. I do think that it was a man. I think that it's probably a man with some kind of disfigurement or some kind of speech impediment, like the FBI called it. Um, that's why I thought that, that, that first one that I mentioned was pretty, pretty on the nose. Like, I was like, that sounds like him. Like that, that motherfucker's got a weird mustache, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's one that we didn't say, uh, that kind of has legs is Johnny uh, Depp. (laughs) That fool's a vampire. Uh (laughs) No, um, H.H. Holmes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that one's interesting. I mean, we kind of touched on H.H. Holmes on a, you know, way back episode, way back in the day. Uh, but he's a pretty sick and twisted serial killer from Chicago. Yeah, dude. Who was also during this time frame in London during uh, 1888, who could have possibly been there for the murders. Now, aside from you know his history and whatnot of being a serial killer already in Chicago and being there, you know, during that time period, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that <laughs> he was the murderer. It's just it's just something cool that I would want. You know, so he, he, um, he was kind of a swindler. That's like a profession that I don't know if it's like something that would still work today, but oh, he's a, he's a solar artist. Yeah. So (laughs) the fact that he, he, um, that was his whole thing. Like people didn't really know that much about like HH Holmes in general, like because he had so many aliases, so many like nicknames, so many, um, 
so much going on. It was just like ridiculous to the point that he was able to like build his hotel during the World's Fair in Chicago and like do what he did. But yeah, I don't know if there's a, there's enough. Plus, the age wouldn't really make sense. I feel like he would be really young when this was happening. Because he died something ridiculously early, like at 34 or something like that. Yeah, he would have to be really young when this was happening. Um, I know we didn't cover it, but there's also like that one, that guy that um, he had like a relationship with one of the prostitutes. That's right. Yeah, Joseph. Uh, I have his name written down. Hold on. He is interesting just because it sounded like he could have been Joseph Barnett. Yeah, so he could have he could have been the the killer just because he had another uh, what's it called incel. He had a very incel like relationship, friend zone kind of guy. Mary Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, where like he he thought they were in a relationship. She didn't really put, he wanted to work for, he basically would pay her not to be a prostitute. Yeah. Even though they weren't really in a relationship, um, he would describe themselves as a married couple sometimes, but they weren't married. They weren't Mm. even in a relationship. Yeah. And, um, he, I think he was like, butthurt. I think he loses his job at one point. He can't pay for her not to be a prostitute anymore. So she goes back to prostituting, prostituting herself and then the murders start up at that point. Mm-hmm. And um and then that's what yeah, like he was basically murdering prostitutes to scare her into or scare her out of uh yeah. doing the prostituting and whatnot, but I don't know, something about that like just doesn't seem right, right? Like they yeah, like progressively the 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 murders get worse and worse, you know, to the disfigurement and whatnot. Uh, even so much to like the the murder before hers, it was a it was a hooker that fucking was called Mary. He went by Mary Kelly as well, yeah. <clears throat> Which could have been a way to like send her a signal kind of thing, like oh he's going after Mary Kelly's. <laughs> Maybe, but I don't know. Something about it like just doesn't sit right to me. But um, the, the police actually interviewed him and whatnot, and I guess like he had like a like a airtight fucking alibi for not being there at that time. So. I mean, who knows? Maybe the cops, you know, fucked up or whatever and just, yeah. you know, kind of believe like a, a really good liar, you know, or whatnot. Maybe it was him. I don't know. But to me, like, it just doesn't seem like it would be him. Yeah, I don't know. I, he, he, I find him interesting. I'm going to put him on my short list, but I don't know. I mean, I, mm. I don't know. I, I think there's definitely more interesting ones. And he, he, he was too close. I feel like he was too close to not know as much as he didn't know. Because he was also her roommate as well. Yeah. And, like, you got to think, like, even with, you know, just the one murder where he just slashed, uh, you know, Long Liz's neck, that's all that happened. There was no, like, mutilation or anything like that. There's still going to be, like, a lot of blood everywhere, right? Like, you're cutting, like, the carotid artery and the trachea and whatnot. Like, there's going to be some blood everywhere, right? And it's not like fucking they have, like, modern, like, fucking uh, accommodations, like a fucking nice shower and shit and fucking high pressured nozzle and whatnot like somehow some way he's gonna come home to his roommate that he thinks is his girlfriend with like bloody clothes like so she's gonna be tipped off at certain point like hey i need to get the fuck away from this dude this motherfucker's killing yeah. motherfucker just killed long well, i mean she's working late nights and he's working not working <laughs> so he has plenty of time to like fucking wash his shit say so like this is look at these cram apple stains on this sheet <laughs> it's cram apple um but yeah, I don't know. I he's interesting. I'm not gonna say that I don't think that he is, but he's he's definitely one of those more interesting guys. Yeah, and John. I saw why it stopped at her was because like his mission was complete at that point. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And that's pretty much it. I mean, there's uh, Lewis Carroll. That's that female. Uh, no, that's the guy that wrote fucking Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Well, uh, he he's he's interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, but but there were links to him for some reason. I didn't really understand it. I thought that was too much mental gymnastics. I guess like in Alice in Wonderland, there was a passage where it was an anagram where if you rearrange the letters, it like says that he's Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it was but, too like, much mental gymnastics on that one. There was like some fucking like Berkeley fucking students that like went in and like made it to where like I guess like Alice in Wonderland well, that was like written in, like what eighteen eighty eight or whatever. Like let's just say that. And they, they went back and took the same passage and put, like, O.J. Simpson is innocent. It was his son. Oh, uh, Mark Furman likes to use the N-word way too much. I do think like, his son killed killed her. Yeah, and the anagram would agree with you. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just, like, you can make anything into an anagram if you're smart enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I have, the, the big suspects, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got as well, man, because yeah. I'm not going to go through the fucking 6,000 names. There's and- too many suspects, and, and we're not going to solve it. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, we got to cover H.H. H. Holmes. That's pretty interesting. What's the other one we brought up during this BTK. one? BTK. BTK's got to be covered. I like to cover Princess Diane's murder. Mm-hmm. I say murder because I think it's a murder. I do too. Um but yeah, plenty of topics yet to come. So stay tuned, everybody. So Art, you got anything else you want to shout out? Uh, Tame Mommy Boo Boo Two, Shallow Visit Jackman, Shallow Visit Warren. If you're interested by like this weird time period in like London, definitely check out that show, The Alienist. I, I, it's super cool. It's got Dakota Fanning in it, which is still weird. And I still see her as a little kid. So like to now see her as like she's supposed to be an adult in this one is still yeah. like you're a little kid, dude. Yeah, you were the little girl from uh, Man on Fire, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's that's still weird to me, but um, uh, still a really good show. Check it out. Yeah. So uh, with that said, everybody, if you got any suspects you want to hash out with us, uh, head on over to the Facebook group. Uh, uh, check us out there. Uh, find us on all social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do a one. Sorry, guys. I know I can change it to Art and Jacob Do America, but I'm just going to leave it there because I've said it too many times now. So just just, just keep it out. It is. But uh, go there. Join the Facebook group. Like Art said at the beginning of the episode, it would do us a fucking solid if you guys shared whatever we post to the social media. So if you see a video clip that will probably be posted at the end of the week, uh, reshare that because, you know, the way algorithms and, you know, getting fucking shadow banned off the YouTubes and stuff worked. Uh, it, it really helps like with um, promotion for this podcast. So uh, do that, do all the things and whatnot. Share, tell your friends, tell your mama and your boo-boos too, if you will. Uh, if you want to support this podcast in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for you. Uh, nine times out of ten, those episodes are better than the actual episodes that you're hearing for free. So if you love us here, uh, you'll love us over there. I guarantee it. So uh, head on over there. Uh, if you want to support us in another way, I uh, highly recommend going to the website at com. Follow the merch links uh, where Art has supplied links to our T Public store uh, where you can pick yourself up a T-shirt. You can pick yourself up a fucking phone case cover or a mask or anything that you want to slap Art and Jacob Do America logo or design on. We have four different designs over there. Uh, so check it out. And it's not so much to monetarily support us as it is um, <laughs> probably get like 15 cents from every fucking jacket that we sell over there and mm-hmm. whatnot. I think, Art, you actually bought like a sweatshirt or something. <laughs> and then I saw like in the, the little bank account that they have for us, there's like, you just earned 15 cents from the sweatshop from Tay Public, yeah. uh, which I don't really care about. Fuck it, whatever. If we get 15 cents, that's cool. 
but it's more or less a promotion, promotional way to get the good word of the R. Jacob Do America podcast out there. So when you wear your sweatshirt out there, you're basically a walking billboard for us. So go ahead and do that. Uh, if you want to check out other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com, uh, where our boys at the Sofa King uh, podcast, they covered this topic. I'm sure Robots for Eyes have already covered this topic. They have a habit of covering topics. Are they, are they in London or something? I think they are. Somewhere around there. Somewhere. Glasgow. We'll say gas, Glasgow. <laughs> but I think that's Ireland, dude. Oh. Or no, that's Scotland, actually. Yeah, I always hear that that town or that city is like really beautiful. I always want to go there. Let's go there. Let's go on the road. Art no, Jacob I'm Deuce. interested in that city. Art and Jacob do Scotland. Sorry, also Brussels. I always want to cover Brussels. Like, go just... I think that's. Uh, I think that's in, not not, in London. I think that's in Germany. No, it's where Brussels. It's, it's where John Claude Van Damme's from. So I think that's Denmark. Dude, did you know John Claude Van Damme was at that Galaxy game we were at? He was the one. He was right there. He was in the LA Riot Squad area taking pictures with everyone. I didn't know who he was. He just looks like a skinny white guy. And then, um, and then I was looking at everyone's like Instagram, and apparently like they all kept tagging him, and I was like, "That was John Clad Van Dam." I was like, "What the hell? Are you just standing there next to the taco stand?" <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that was him. I legitimately had no clue that was him. He's he's lost a lot. I don't want to say like weight, like he was fat, but he's lost a lot of muscle. Like he just looks like a skinny guy now. Well, he's no longer the muscles from Brussels. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, what I was going with that is that um, uh, Robots for Eyes. If you like our podcast, they cover a lot of the same topics that we do. For example, this week they're covering the Kelly Hopkinsville incident that we just covered like like a last month or Crazy, some shit. Dude. State of America, dude. That's our turf. <laughs> we'll fucking we'll cut out your organs and put them on your shoulders and shit. I want I now I'm interested in listening to that because they're like they probably don't know what like a redneck is. They're probably just like oh, dude, British dude, drinking my tea like that's how I'm Well, we know we know that Americans are highly un- undereducated. But these individuals, uh, I believe in my notes, I have it down here that they're called rednecks, hillbillies, and Republicans. Uh, <laughs> do we do? We should do a podcast called Rednecks for Eyes. <laughs> is it, was it like hillbilly horror stories? And then like, uh, actually, we should do hillbilly eyes, hillbilly for eyes, something like that, where we like mesh two podcasts together just to get like the clicks. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to promote this podcast. Yeah, just, Steal other people's ideas. Steal identity theft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, everybody, Art, do you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. So with that said, everybody, goodbye and good night. March had a black eye? I could never do something like that. Could I? Why don't you ask the person who filed the complaint? Not that I am authorized to release that information. Flanders! Fine, it was Flanders. Now, since you know everything, who was Jack the Ripper? The Queen's private surgeon! Wow. This ain't like that, Anna. It's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.